the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Kath, uh, I guess the question is today, at least for me, did John Fetterman have to debate last night? I mean, you you watched it. I do not, I cannot imagine who was around John Fetterman who allowed him to do that. That was not good. I, and you're, I have to be, there, you, if you're watching, if you have an ounce of compassion or empathy in you, you look at the man and you think, clearly he is not able to cognitively work no. his thoughts out properly. Uh, his appearance, the whole thing, I mean, it was just a train wreck. Uh, with well, Undoubtedly, it was the worst debate I think anyone has ever, yeah. ever seen. For sure. Seriously. For sure. And there's no way that you could even concentrate on the essence of their arguments because it was so uncomfortable and tragic. I would think truly, so. Truly, truly sad to watch that. Seriously, I, I was so stunned and feeling so sick after it was over. I went downstairs and scrubbed my laundry sink hmm. because just I, out of I just needed to do something. Right. I it get was it. really, really upsetting. I, all of us know someone who's had a stroke. Yep. And it's a really difficult thing. Because everyone's different. Everybody's different. And you feel so much compassion for the person who is struggling in such a way yep. to be their normal self, right? And so the number one thing that I think you know, some people do naturally, and a lot of therapists do because of their training, is they put the patient in the best position to succeed. Yep. So if they're just recovering we're not going to start riding a bike around the neighborhood. Maybe we're going to walk around the room. Yep. And then when they're ready for the Slowly. bike around the neighborhood, then we're going to bike around the neighborhood. But we want to increase their confidence so that they're able to feel established at a certain ability level so that they can move on to the next ability confidence. level. Confidence. Right. right. And that's compassion. And that's really equipping somebody yep. to be the best that they can be. John Fetterman's team failed him. <sighs> Horribly so. They put him in a terrible position in which he was not able to succeed. I'm not talking at all about positions on issues. I'm just talking about as a human being, they put him in a position to fail. Right. And of course, Dr. Oz was navigating a very thin line because you didn't want to attack or mock. You can't or do that. You couldn't do that. At the same time, you wanted to get your points across as well, which he was less than, I believe, as well. Listen, his response to the Any abortion question was lame his yeah. response to the question about did you make money off of those pharmaceuticals mm, just or, tell the truth just say it right i mean the whole stroke thing I, my mother had a stroke i remember you telling me that right? and she the irony of it all was i remember she had this stroke she was she was reading a book called she's come undone it was on her bedside table and so i would see my mom and for months would go by and you would see her and talk to my mother there was something in her eye that you know 
that was missing. One day, months, months later, I walked into her house and saw her. She looked at me and she was back. Mm. And it was undefined. It was undefined. You could see it in her. Yeah. It takes a long, long time. And who knows what Dr. What uh, John Fetterman's prognosis is, but in good conscience, how could you vote for that? I don't think you can. No. I really don't. It, this, I, I mean, the policy, which is a whole other story, and of course, that wasn't your I mean, candidate. He, for, right, and he did, a, he did a terrible job talking about his policy positions. Well, because he's under the gun. And he's not able to communicate. Right. I don't know. Just, and, I mean, uh, and, you know, I heard several people today, I was talking to the, several people at the store, and, and you know, somebody said, well, you know, it's not like he's going to be debating when he's a senator. And I thought, that's... He's a freshman That's U.S. senator. That's all right. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be getting up in, in a debate format, right. but that is the job. This is not Mr. Smith goes to Washington, no. right? We all think that that's what's, what's happened no, every day. But the fact of the matter is you've got policies, you've got you know things that you want to put forward. You, you can't control yourself. Uh, that's a really a bad dead end. I mean, uh, he had a hard time answering questions or engaging in any way. that When he was talking about fracking, he said he was both for it and against it. Yeah. Seriously, I, mean, I, so I could. I, I, you have to. I here feel, we are. I felt so badly for that man and so angry at his team, whether it's his family or his political team. I don't know who is telling him to go forward at this time, but I think it's a gigantic mistake. And I wonder, I'm, I'm not a therapist, so this is truly with a question mark. I wonder if this type of pressure is pushing his recovery back, retarding it. Right. Uh, and not allowing him to go forward because it's just it's way too much. Yeah, it was, he it was way too much for his uh, capability level last night. I mean, seriously, you look at two of these men and they're vying for a, a United States senator seat, and we are scraping. This here. is what we got. This is really sad. It just tells you the state of American politics. Anyway, it was you had to address this because this is what everybody was yeah. talking about today. Right. We're going to be talking about it as the show goes on today. Yep. Here and there, and uh, I don't know. Heaven help us. Uh, yeah. All right. Without further ado, uh, other news stories, of course, there are some, uh, have John. found their way into our lives. Some of them so. are even happy. Good. I'll take that. Maybe you have okay. a, a weird pet story. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. But there's no weird animal story. Oh. See, now you brought it up, and, and you're be disappointed. Wednesday, October twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. Continuing conversation, as we said about last night's debate, as the show goes on. Number one. The unprecedented leak of the draft Supreme Court opinion to reverse Roe v. Wade put the lives of the Supreme Court justices who voted um, at risk, Justice Samuel Alito said. Justice Samuel Alito authored the draft in the final opinion, and he said that in an interview yesterday. He said, quote, the leak also made those of us who were thought to be in the majority in support of overruling Roe and Casey targets for assassination because it gave people a rational reason to think they could prevent that from happening by killing one of us. This was during a question and answer session at the Heritage Foundation and reported by CBS News. Alito said there is support for his notion that the justices' lives were in danger. We remember when the guy with the gun and the knife was outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house, yeah, yeah. right? Um, he was charged with attempted murder. And the man says he, would, he was upset about the leak, and that's why he was standing there. Um, Alito also said that in addition to making the justices' targets of violence, the leak of the draft opinion changed the atmosphere at the Supreme Court for the rest of its term. Quote, it was a grave betrayal of trust by somebody, and it was a shock because nothing like this had ever happened in the past. How can the leaker not come forward? I, How can that be 
what is the story there? I don't know. I mean, it, it's an interesting article in CBS Today. I encourage you to read it. Um, but he talked about how he's been on the Supreme Court 16 years. The justices have always gotten along on a personal level. Um, that's not reflected in, in how they write because, of course, they're working then and they're writing their actual legal opinions. He said we disagree passionately about the law. Um, and in recent years, we haven't been all that restrained about how we talk to each other because that's our job is to disagree and figure it out. He said, but it's not personal. And he said, I just wish that was something that the public understood. Anyway, that's number one. Number two, speaking at the White House, the president said the initiatives on what he calls junk fees aim to lower the cost of everyday living for American families. He said that the steps that he's proposing will immediately start saving Americans collectively billions of dollars in unfair fees, which he announces just a week and a half before the midterm election. Uh, His administration's actions to provide financial relief come amid all the steep inflation. He's talking in particular about surprise overdraft fees or depositor fees and also those crappy fees associated with going to concerts, which stink. Please. That is that is absolutely stupid. He said uh, those kind of fees will cost consumers more than twenty four billion dollars this year. Number three. Experts told ABC News the country may now be facing the threat of a triple-demic, mm-hmm. as doctors see an early rise in other respiratory viruses, particularly respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV. According to the Centers for Disease Control, respiratory illnesses are appearing earlier and in more people than in recent years. And don't forget about the flu, and don't forget about that thing called COVID. Now, my husband is in his, like, day seven of having RSV. How oh, is he? He is sick as a dog. Still. Still. So if you are sick, go find out if you have it or not. Get It, it is a virus, um, so there are only so many things that can be done. But your doctor can give you some things to help your recovery, but it's nothing to fool around with. RSV. RSV. That's from ABC News. And number four. Former Penn Phil Kessel became the NHL's new Iron Man last night what? and did so in style. He scored his 400th career goal in the Vegas Golden Knights win over the Sharks in San Jose. But here's the big thing. He's 35 years old, and he has now appeared in 990 consecutive games, a streak that started in 2009. That's cool. And that is your top four at four. You know, Someone like Phil Kessel, a favorite player I here. I loved Phil Me Kessel. Me too, yeah. And then he goes to another city. And he, oh, I know. He's still, I that's I know. okay. You still love the guy. Yeah, of course you Because he do. is an Iron Man. That's fabulous. Can you 990 games without missing? No. That's crazy. That is, that's I'm, Cal Ripken. Well, it's one thing. I mean, look, there's a difference between a baseball player and a hockey player in the abuse that they take, right? right? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Pastor Josh Brown is with us in just a few minutes. Keep a close eye on your life and doctrine. That was in First Timothy. What does that mean? I guess we can't skip one or the other. He does say and, not and or. 101.5 WORD. Old Testament feasts like Passover, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles had special meaning for Jewish people in their immediate historical context. But they were also prophetic shadows of Jesus and meaningful for today's believers. Now, you can download the free booklet by Rabbi Schneider of Discovering the Jewish Jesus entitled God's Seven Holy Days, a comprehensive guide to understanding the fall holy days and how Jesus fulfills them. Download your free copy today at wordfm.com slash feast. 
Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and I've trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Perkel and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. 45 years of God's Word. The Word of God is going to show me where to go and where not to go. Truth. If God is not in absolute control of all things, who is? Wisdom. Obey God, leave all the consequences to Him. Watch Dr. Stanley anytime on Local Now throughout your day. Your trusted source for biblical teaching. In Touch Plus, streaming free on Local Now. Go to intouch.org slash plus to find out more. Pastor Josh Brown is with us. <laughs> oh, be careful that hot mic there. That is his life. Not Josh Brown. Josh is our first guest. Josh is a pastor at Belfield Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Here today to talk to us about the, the melding of our life and doctrine and how those two work together or not. Josh, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me once again. Our pleasure, Josh. So First Timothy Josh, keep a close eye on your life and doctrine. Uh, first of all, give us some idea of how this one verse fits into the overall, what Paul's trying to get across here. Sure. It's, uh, as the letter is clearly indicating in its title, this is something that Paul wrote to Timothy. We know as we, read, as we read the New Testament that Timothy was a protege of his in the ministry, one of the many people that Paul trained, but one that he spent a good deal of time with, perhaps more so than others, and I was very dear to him. And the two letters that we have there that we call First and Second Timothy are the ones that, that Paul wrote to him uh, to give him some encouragement as a young pastor who was just starting out and helping to plant some churches, also some instruction and just some words of reminder. So the broader context is Paul writing to somebody that he knew well about things that were very, very dear to him, and he wanted to make sure that Timothy knew. And even though it's a personal letter, 
These are certainly things that are applicable for anybody that is in a pastoral role in the church, but also I would say just anybody who is a follower of Jesus. Very good. So, Kathy, you have the uh, the passage itself, yes? Yep. First Timothy four sixteen says what? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm maybe I should I don't know exactly where to start here. Um, I'll just start with fifteen. Okay. Uh, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So this is something like you said close to his heart um he, he he's looking for the best for timothy and for timothy's community right um he is and so talk about how first off talk about why that benefits the whole your church community your family whoever it is that you're in communion with uh Yes, I'm glad to glad to reflect about that. It's a it's a verse that that section. I'm, and I'm glad you could get back up and read verse 15 because you're right. That all flows together. That that section in general is one that I've reflected on a lot over the years as a pastor. But as I said, I don't want anybody to think that it's limited only to those who are in some kind of official pastoral role. Um, Paul's first reminder is that you need to be diligent in these things. These these things being a growth in Christ-likeness, a, a maturation of your faith, a deepening of your discipleship. Those are, those are the, these things that Paul is talking about. Specifically, prior to that, he's talking about Timothy's preaching and teaching. Um, but, but even more than that, he's saying you need to be diligent in these things. There needs to be progress. In, in your walk with Jesus, there should be development. There should be growth. There should be progress in, in the way that other people even see that. Not, not in a boastful way, not in a, oh, look how... <laughs> great my life of faith is going, but uh, people should be able to notice that in some ways. And I, I, I imagine that each one of us has people in our own lives that we have known over the years, and we can say, I, I have seen you grow in your Christ-likeness, mm-hmm. and that should be something that we want other people to say of us. So that that's the broader context there. The particular phrase, and it sounds to me, Kathy, like you're reading from the NIV there. Um, yes, I believe that's I, what I'm like, reading here. This is, uh, yep. You got it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So where it says life and doctrine, and I do like that translation. Some other ones, uh, the ESV, for example, say keep a close uh, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Uh, same thing. The where it's translated doctrine there, or the teaching otherwise, is a fairly technical term referring to just the, the core content of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I've reflected on in particular there is that Paul does. Uh, just un- unite those two things. He said there there is a particular teaching that we are to know. There, there is a content to the Christian faith. Keep keep a close watch on that. He says Timothy, don't lose sight of it. Uh, don't don't distort it. Don't let it be distorted. But also keep a close watch on yourself and on your life and how you live in light of those things. Mm-hmm. And for as seamlessly as Paul weaves them together, we often our best to separate those. <laughs> right, yeah. And Josh, I'm glad to read this and to know this because, I mean, if Paul was writing this thousands of years ago, I mean, it's a necessary, obvious point, right? So I think for how many millions of people who read this nod their head and then still separate the two things? They do, and and it's a, it's a classic distinction. You see that a lot of places. On, on one hand, there will be those who prioritize sound doctrine. And that's that's a good thing. I don't mean to say that these are bad things, but it's all about having absolute pristine theology, uh, being on the lookout, even on the attack against anybody who does not. And that is the only thing that matters. And there's very little thought, sometimes 
almost disregard given to, well, how then do I live in light of this? Uh, is, is my life reflecting these things? On the flip side, there are those who would say, well, you need to be somebody who is good and kind and caring and loving and generous. And, and again, those are fine and good things that we should reflect those. But then they will say, and if you're those things, then it doesn't really matter if you're a little fuzzy on some of the basics of the Christian faith. In fact, it's okay if you don't even really know them, as long as you are a nice person. So that would all be the flip side of that. And, and those are, we've seen those, uh, as we being just the church in general, but each of us probably has seen those at some point in our own life, or certainly in the lives of others. And they are, they are not to be separated. Josh Brown is with us. He's the pastor of Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. Josh, as you were talking just uh, then about 1 Timothy, I was thinking about John 1 and uh, John saying that Jesus was full of grace and truth, both things. Um, The only person who's ever been fully both because we can't, it's just, it's like too much for the human to manage um, and we fail considerably, but but talk about that. It's the same idea, right? I think they're very similar ideas. Yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of congruence between all of those things. Uh, the, the truth being this this what has been revealed to us by God, which is the basis of our faith, and then the grace being how, how those things are demonstrated. Certainly, there's some overlap there, and, and there there are a lot of uh, pairs like that, perhaps in Scripture, that we that we do end up. Uh, either we just get them imbalanced or we end up uh, accidentally or perhaps intentionally excluding one or the other. I mean, what, maybe the greatest example is the love the Lord with all your heart and soul and strength and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. It's similarly, we don't get to pick which one of those we are going to do. As if we say, I have an, an absolutely uh, spot on passionate love for the Lord and I don't care at all about my neighbor or vice versa. Well, that's not an option. It's not a one or the other. Yeah, and Josh, it's hard. I mean, I guess it's hard, and also it's easy for because if you love the Lord, of course, then that would bleed into all things in your life. So you would imagine that if it, be the if, way it works. right, if it doesn't, right, then then there has to be some sort of course correction because maybe your love for the Lord is not what you're thinking it is. Yeah, exactly. That that is the way that it should be, and and, and those things should inform one another. So the, the Timothy passage, your life and your doctrine, or yourself and the teaching, uh, whichever way you put that there, uh, how I live should be something that flows out of what I understand to be true about God, what I understand to be true about myself, what I understand to be true about who I am in Christ. That that, that should inform the way in which I live, and the way in which I live should constantly point me back to those things. So they, they should be uh, something that, that it, it is the life flowing out of who we are in Christ. Um, but they, they are definitely things that, that do uh, inform and continually feed one another to an extent. Yeah. Josh, how much do you think personality can play a role in this um, as far as our, oh, our own tendencies? Oh, a lot, for sure. A, a lot of it does. Um, in, I mean, there's some right who just say, "Well, I, I just love the I love the learning side of things." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I want to just soak up everything that I can as far as biblical studies and theology and church history and all these things. And again, that's good. That's a fine thing. But if at the end of the day, then you say, "Well, that it doesn't matter." First of all, how I live my own life, I can indulge. I can indulge any and every desire that I have. I, I can just pursue any of my passions unchecked and unexamined. 
Um, doesn't really matter. I do whatever I want, however I want, to whatever degree I want, but I could give you absolutely sparkling historical theology, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not the goal. Um, so some of it is a personality thing, for sure, or, or just the per- you know the person who is just very nice and kind, and yeah. just in general. That's just how they are, right. and they're just they're just good, and you enjoy being around them, and they're wonderful company. And they say, you know what, I I just doesn't even matter to me what I believe. I've never stopped to give it any thought. I never have uh, seriously given it any consideration. I don't think it matters at all. Um, that's also not the way it's supposed to be. That's good. That's a really good. Uh... Uh, sort of parallel that we should uh, keep a close eye on our life and our doctrine. We're talking with uh, Josh Brown. He's the pastor of Belfield Presbyterian Church. It's in the neighborhood, uh, the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Josh, I mean, it, it must be um, a challenge and a, a great benefit as well to be a pastor. There you are uh, literally uh, right across the street from um, the University of Pittsburgh dormitories. Uh, of course, CMU is not that far away. So a lot of college kids uh, walk through the front doors of Belfield and you get to shepherd those kids. We try to. Yeah, we want to, first of all, make sure that the doors are open, literally and figuratively for them. And then something like this, I think, is a really important way to show them just how the gospel and how our identity in Christ is something that is a fully orbed identity. Um, people, people have no real uh, patience for right doctrine if it is completely divorced yeah. from compassionate, caring living, nor, nor should they. And people have no, nothing about real compassion or caring living or right living interests them if there's nothing of substance underneath it, if there's no real teaching underneath it, and nor should they really find any substance to it. So some, something like this, even a really simple framework like this, um, I've, I've often used it as a starting point in conversations with people. If they say, well, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? And I say, well, let me just, uh, there, there are certain things that we believe. There, there is an actual content to our faith, and at the same time, then that should change everything about our lives, not just little pockets of it. So what's it look like for both of those things to be in play? Yeah. We complain a lot about a divided America right now. Maybe part of the problem is that we don't have our life and doctrine together mm-hmm. as Christians. Um, that's the Reverend Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Josh, as you're leaving us, tell us more about Belfield and when people can worship there. Well, John described our setting perfectly. We are right there in the midst of the university and medical communities in Oakland. We draw people from all over the Pittsburgh area. We've got a great generational group, which is a wonderful, exciting thing to be. We have worship services every Sunday at 8.30, 11 o'clock, and then 5 o'clock in the evening. A lot of different things for university students, young professionals, grad students, families in the area. So you can find out more on our website, which is simply bellfield.org, uh, and all kinds of things that you can access there. Very nice. Josh, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. We always appreciate your preaching and teaching. First Timothy 4.16, talking about uh, life and doctrine. Hey, speaking of that, uh, a local congregation has made a giant step forward in forgiving medical debt. We'll talk about that next. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. 
Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. Don't wait. Call now. 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. I was talking to one of my sisters recently, and she said that she refused to even look at her 401k and her retirement investments because the thought of doing so made her a fidgety, anxious mess. So uh, out of sight, out of mind. I get it, and I'm sure you do too. But the good news is we've been here before, and hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll hear the strains of happy days are here again. In the interim, the family at United Faith Mortgage wants to remind you that if you're a homeowner, you're sitting on a pile of cash because home values have gone bonkers. And so your home can be a portal into a cash-out refinance, providing you with an immediate source of money to pay off debts, do some home improvements, or just build up your nest egg again. United Faith Mortgage, where the direct lender advantage is everything, saving you lifelong money. United Faith Mortgage, faith and family matter. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise cloudy with a shower in spots until after midnight, low 41. Clouds giving way to sunshine tomorrow. The start of an extended stretch of dry weather will reach a high tomorrow of 55. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 34. It'll be nice Friday with sunshine and areas of high clouds. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities with a high of 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Here's some really good news. Several local congregations have purchased and forgiven more than $5 million in medical debt for patients who had outstanding bills. And these congregations are hoping that it inspires other congregations to do the same. This is from WESA. St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Cannesburg, St. David's Church in Peters Township started their campaigns earlier this year. St. Paul's Church in Mount Lebanon wrapped up their campaign. Letters will arrive in people's mailboxes later this week, letting people know about their debt cancellations. 
Um, the debt cancellation helps people who live in counties in southwestern Pennsylvania and nearby eastern Ohio. The letter will be from RIP Medical Debt, and we'll have information about accounts that were acquired and then abolished, according to the nonprofit. Some of the funds raised by St. Paul's will benefit people elsewhere in Pennsylvania. The three churches raised more than $44,000 in total. And by partnering with the national nonprofit RIP Medical Debt, which buys old debt for pennies on the dollar and then forgives it. The churches were able to forgive many times the amounts that they raised. And in order to qualify for the debt forgiveness, you either earn below four times the federal poverty level or the medical debts are 5% or greater of the people's annual income. Kaiser Family Foundation study earlier this year found debt from past medical and dental bills is a widespread problem in America, impacting people with uh, with and without insurance. So congratulations to those congregations. Five million dollars in medical debt. I love it so much. So it's interesting. So pennies on the dollar. $44,000 $44,000 was yeah. raised that erases $5 million. How right. many people are going to get those letters? And I go, don't know. Holy How many people are going to get those letters and not open them? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You because you think, oh, no. Right. You're thinking, well, what being it, hassled. Or, yeah, or it's just another, you know, crappy piece of, you know. Junk mail. Exactly. And it turns out that it's that epic. Yeah. Very wow. Good news. I'll tell you. I salute those three congregations. It's such a devastating thing for families. Yep. And if you want to find a way to make the gospel something relatable there Forgive, it is. forgiving of debt there yep. you go i mean it's what you, was josh was just talking oh about, my gosh right? that is really something st thomas st david st paul's yep take a quick break uh ann kennedy's with us this is a sort of a scenario that is probably not foreign to a lot of people injuring yourself while you're sleeping and the <laughs> indignities of middle age we'll talk about that next pittsburgh's christian talk 101.5 word fm Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New music music from Dan Bremnitz. Hold you tight. Good Lord from David Leonard. And hold me from Pittsburgh's own Vanessa Campagna. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833 833- 833 share 55 833 share 55 
Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Well, it happens to all of us. You know you're getting of a certain age. No, oh, no. That's certain age thing. It's you. true. You know you're getting uh, to be a certain age when you somehow fall asleep and you wake up with an injury. What happened in those six or eight or nine hours that you're sleeping? Ann Kennedy's back with us. She's a regular guest on our show, author of Nailed It, 365 sarcastic devotionals for angry and worn out people. She blogs every day at preventinggrace.com. And please tell us you're not injured too badly. Well, actually, this is almost as bad as giving birth. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Okay, what's happened? Well, so I, I had to go on a trip. And that meant getting on a plane. I had to carry my bags. And then I had to sleep in an unknown bed. And that meant that I hurt myself while I was sleeping. <laughs> and I had to go to urgent care and get a, a, a cortisol shot. Oh no, my. no, not that's not right. Um, no, whatever. It doesn't even matter. And <laughs> You had to go to urgent care after you woke up. No, I mean, I, yeah, I went to, I was, I was, I was sitting up all night. And my husband thought I was dead when he woke up. <laughs> so he touched my shoulder and was like, oh, good, she's still breathing. <laughs> so we went to urgent care, and I got a shot, a big, big shot, and a lot of pain medication. And now I'm about to fly home. Oh, so my gosh. So great. You poor thing. <laughs> Is this your back we're talking about, Ann? It's, it's underneath my right shoulder blade. <laughs> so, yes, it's like my back, mm-hmm. but it's also, uh, you know, it's a stupid place to get hurt while you're sleeping. Right, right. Now, look, I don't want to call your husband out on the radio, but why wasn't he carrying your bag? No, I mean, he is now. Oh, yeah, now. <laughs> I didn't think he needed to at first. I, mean, I didn't know. I didn't know that I was, you know, irreparably damaging myself. And uh, But you know what? It's the bed. It's always the bed. Is it the bed? the bed? It's the bed. Right. It's the bed. Well, you know what I did, Anne? I several years ago decided I have chronic vertigo and I was I spent about 
year and a half sleeping on the sofa because I couldn't lay down. Sitting up. Flat. Yeah, I was sleeping sitting up. And which actually ended up to be fine because once you get used to it, and if it doesn't make you spin, you're like I told my doctor, I would sleep hanging from my ankles if that would keep me from spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, so once yeah. once I decided that sleeping sitting up was going to work, then I, that's what I was going to do. Anyway, we saved up for that year and a half and got a fancy bed. Oh, you know the the head comes oh, yeah. up. A numbers you know, bed. The feet. No, not a numbers bed. One of those adjustable guys. Like a hospital bed. Well, it's not a hospital bed, but it does kind of a similar thing. It doesn't have the rails on the side. I'm happy to tell you. <laughs> right, 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 right. But you are you are able well, to uh, listen. I think it's one of the greatest things we've ever done. We we went on a bed journey this year, and it meant actually making giving our bed to our child, one of our children, and we bought a Japanese mat floor thing. And we sleep on a piece of basically nothing what? on the floor. No way. What? And it's so amazing. We don't have any back pain. It's only when we have to go to a random Airbnb in Florida that we get back pain, mm-hmm. like major back pain. Okay, so you're sleeping on like some kind of like little mat on a, on a hard floor. So that would kind of make sense that you would get back pain because all of a sudden you're sleeping on something probably sort of ultra plush and you're sinking down yeah. into it and your back's going, wait a second, I missed the floor. Yeah, I guess. I mean... I didn't know. I thought I could. I thought I was young. I thought I could go back and forth. No. You know, between my my floor bed and a regular bed, but that's not true. You should be really, really careful. Well, after six children, I think your back deserves a rest. And Kennedy is the, and Kennedy's the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People, her being both of those things. Um, and John mentioned the six children you carried, and I had them in my mind as well as you were relating this story. Are there other indignities that you're suffering because of them? Please share with us. Well, I mean, they are, they're all in this new generation, mm. and... Uh, I've been reading a lot because I'm a Christian about how not to offend Gen Z. They're all in, I guess they're all iGen or Gen Z. And I just learned recently that if you use the thumbs up emoji, you're basically a passive aggressive meanie. Right. Right. We heard about this too. Now, is that shocking to you? Because I use the thumbs up all the time. Little did I know that I was making everybody around me angry. I thought that I was being good. I thought I was right. using it because they made they put it on my phone, and I thought I was a good citizen and a right. good Christian. Turns out I've been ticking off the entire world for the last year. Mm-hmm. And it's a difficult to thing to come to grips with. Right. Now, because you're a Christian, and, I mean, if you believed in karma, then the, the thumb is like all part of it now because of your back problem. But, but you, obviously you don't believe in karma. <laughs> no. Is that that's probably right. I probably have this back problem because I've been using the thumbs up sincerely. If I'd been using it ironically, I wouldn't be in pain right now. So your children know best. <laughs> and for people listening to the program who also have many children are, are are just longing for a voice to represent their struggle in life. Um can you talk about how things are with your children right now and oh, it was how, birthday month, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was birthday month. I I think I saw that online. Yeah. October is birthday month, so we have two children's birthday and a husband's birthday, and it's uh, it's a, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe actually now that I'm putting the pieces together, that's probably why I'm in serious pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one more tomorrow. I land at one a.m. and then I start doing birthday preparations for the last birthday of the year, mm-hmm. and that'll be the the thir- another child turns thirteen tomorrow. 
And then I just have one more 11-year-old who will eventually be 13. And, you know, I would go ahead and say that they're doing fine, except that they have me as their mother. <laughs> you know what, Anne? In spite of your maladies, I feel as if you perform very well in the mother role. I think you do. And I haven't met your children, but I see them online, and I feel like they're growing up strong and courageous. Well, they're growing up sarcastic so that's got to be the same thing mm-hmm. now, now the, the good news is and it's not your birthday because with a back problem you would have trouble sort of blowing out the own your own candles no i i've needed to cough all day and i can't do it no, i'm gonna get pneumonia terrible. because i can't cough it's so painful <laughs> this yeah. is gonna be my death so yeah no i couldn't possibly blow out candles Mm-hmm. But I can bear, I will like sort of languidly hold up my phone to video right. the cake tomorrow. Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, your husband thinking that you might be dead, this is a common thought in my house, in my own life. Like, I'll get up before my wife and then I won't hear her stir for a while and I'll think, is she dead? What is wrong with you people? And then I start to make plans <laughs> oh if, in God. fact, she is passed away. Where Where is this? And what about the password? All that thing. <laughs> I think it's a common thing, no, don't that's, you? That's exactly what happened. He was like, oh, my word, what is her phone password? It's <laughs> in her computer. Yep, see? That's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. I was so upset. That is really <laughs> terrible. Uh, this is Ann Kennedy. If you're interested in more from Ann, you should definitely look up Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. Last question for you, and it's not fair to ask this with only two and a half minutes remaining, but do you celebrate Halloween? Um, well, yes, for Reformation Day, I'll be going, well, last two years ago, I went as the dream of the 90s, mm-hmm. because I was in love with Portlandia, then last year, I was in the 80s, mm-hmm. I've done, put a bird on it, where I put a lot of birds on my, in my hair, and I don't know, I only have a few days, and I really don't have any ideas, and I, I was born in the 70s, so I feel like, you know, as a late Gen Xer, what can I do? Whatever I do is going to be offensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you may be going this year as an injured middle-aged woman. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go buy a gray wig because I just dyed my hair to get rid of the gray. Listen, John, <laughs> several years ago, John Hall went as uh, Katerina Luther, First Lady of the Reformation. I did. So yeah. you might, you might want to <laughs> oh, consider. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. That was really terrible. I think I, I think I went as a lion that right. year. Yeah, yeah. You were not historically correct. And listen, seriously, our prayers are with you and your quick and speedy healing that the pain would go away because you carry a lot of burdens. I mean, it would be nice if you were pain-free soon. Well, I just feel really – the thing I feel most bad about is that you always say that I blog every day on Paseos. Mm. And I didn't do that again this week because I'm, de- I'm in year six of my midlife crisis. So I'm going to get right on that. <laughs> Got it. That's Ann Kennedy. She blogs sometimes at preventinggrace.com. Very nice. Always That's a pleasure, right. Ann. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Always good. Really. Ann Kennedy. She is funny. That's a good book. I'm telling you, it's a good excellent. book. 365 really. Sarcastic Devotion. Mm-hmm. Take a quick break. We're going to talk about the world's dirtiest man. Nothing in this world beats real-life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then, 
hopefully there's a day where the rubber hits the road mm-hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists Mm -hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless on campus People come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality of these students. This is an A+. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over limit charges and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. here on 101.5 Word FM. An Iranian hermit, also known as the world's dirtiest man, has died at the ripe age of 94, just months after he took uh, his first bath in decades. Iranian state media announced this uh, yesterday. Amu Haji, Uncle Haji, as he was referred to, died on Sunday in a village in the country's southern province of Fars, the state news, news agency reported. According to the region's district head, Haji had for decades avoided fresh food and believed that if he cleans himself, he will get sick. Haji was known for his staunch stance against bathing. A few years ago, when a group of villagers took him to a nearby river in an attempt to bathe him, he threw himself out of the car and then ran away. Locals in the area all treated him and his condition with respect, uh, understanding that his fear of getting sick was the reason that he avoided water. But... 
A few months ago, village, villagers successfully talked him into his first bath in the aforementioned decades. Haji was unmarried. His funeral was held Tuesday evening in a nearby city, and uh, he was dirty as they lowered him into the grave. So the last bath could have been a contributing factor to his death? He didn't eat fresh food or took a bath. What would that be like, I wonder? Did you think Absolutely a bath horrible. for decades? I don't go a day without bathing. A day? Uh-uh. I mean, unless I'm profoundly ill and can't get off the sofa or something. I mean, I, every day? Every single day. Now, generally, I mean, more than generally, I do that. But there, there are times when I do what I would call a bird bath. Okay. You know, just a little bird bath. Nope. Really? Mm-mm. I mean, I, I think the body is, you need to have a body be a little untidy once in a while. I don't think so. No, I think you no, do. I don't think, actually. <laughs> Untidiness no, is probably healthy. Tidiness Look is, at Haji. I, no. He lived to 94. I know. I know. Maybe Haji knows, knows, knew something different than I know. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to be honest about who okay. I am. All right. That's fine. I mean, you know, I mean, I think the bath and the shower certainly is a, a certainly a, a modern convenience. Oh, for sure it is. Right. I mean, every time you watch... Uh, a you know a BBC production that t- takes place in the 18th century right, no or something. Here. You're thinking though everybody smells so bad, right. so bad. When you were traveling in Europe, were there places where you thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe how bad people smell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, undoubtedly. Of uh-huh, course, you too. get onto an elevator and you go, wow, what the heck's going on exactly. here, man? Yeah, yeah, something is really. So different. it's just us. I think it's. Do you think it's probably mo- mainly a, a U.S. or yes. a Western world yes. perspective? Yes. Right. And and you know what. I like it. Mm. You do well. I like, I like that. Of course, Western you like to have a nice clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You don't like the uh, hair, uh, the shampoo and conditioner in one though, because you're saving a step there, which I think is makes perfect sense. You, I don't know how many times I need to say it out loud, John. They do two different things. They cannot be a dual product. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. They do two separate yeah, things as well. They do two separate and things, and they come together and they Ex- form one. Exactly. Two but, to one. No, but you never should. Bu- right. hey, thank you. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. It makes it perfect it sense. It doesn't make sense. It makes don't no. It's like. Do you do you admire, respect at all the people that buy the peanut butter and jelly together in no, the jar? No, I do not. No, I do, I that's do. what I'm trying no, to say. Hopefully, that well, gets the point across. No, because you know why I don't respect that? Because everybody has their own consistency for the amount of peanut butter and the amount of jelly that they do in the aforementioned sandwiches, right? Exactly what I'm saying. But I, you know, especially for men who are follically challenged, Follicu- follicularly. Yes, I mean. Do I care? Not particularly. I think perhaps maybe that's why you're follicularly no, challenged so. because of the no, dual no. thing you're doing. No. My, my grandfather used to say the reason that men go bald is because they wash their hair too much. And he had a nice full head of hair. I, 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 it's actually an excess of testosterone. What? That That's what causes baldness, I believe. An excess? Uh-huh. I got that going. High for levels me. of testosterone. Thank you. Let me do <laughs> some push-ups. That's all he needs. Yeah. Exactly. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I thought, no, that wasn't helpful. Oh, I'm feeling good now. Okay, it's National Pumpkin Day, John. Have you purchased your Halloween pumpkin yet? You know what? Um, we we purchased a pumpkin, and it's not a traditional. It's a green pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Really? And, yeah, and it's a little squashed as Why well. Why did you choose a green pumpkin? My wife just said okay. she likes the look of it. Okay. So then we brought it in the house. <clears throat> She's been obsessing about this a little bit. And then she discovered there's a little bit of fungus on the bottom of the pumpkin. And Okay. So then she was like, well, let's get this out of the house. 
Because mm, we don't want the fungus inside. I guess. So it's sitting. Uh, Have you seen the, the TikTok video that's taken the world by storm? No. Not that I'm what? on TikTok, but I saw well, several articles be. about it. Um, the woman who does like home hints, kind of like hints from Heloise, only yeah. she's like oh, yeah, the yeah, TikTok yeah, sure, sure. version. Yeah. And she talked about carving the pumpkin from the bottom. Mm, you brought this up the other day. Yeah, sure. Right? So instead of taking the top of the pumpkin mm, off mm -hmm. and then digging out the seeds, you take the bottom off while the pumpkin is sitting upside down on your lap. Okay? Yeah. Then you take the bottom out and then you take your hand mixer. Hand you turn mixer. your hand mixer on while it's plugged in and you use your hand mixer to, to kind of hollow out the oh, inside. That's smart. It's a very easy way, apparently, to, to separate the flesh and sure. seeds that you can just pull out. But then what about the candle? Do you put a candle then inside your pumpkin? You sprinkle cinnamon. What? Okay, on the inside of the top, because it's upside down, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when you flip it over and put it on top of the candle, it releases the cinnamon smell. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. That's rocking my world. She is on really. it. We are not gonna carve a pumpkin this year. <gasps> Mm -mm. I, I think I'm carving too. What? I want to. I like a pumpkin carving. I want to. I like the pumpkin seeds. I'm having a Halloween party. What? Would you like to come? Oh, I see. Now I get invited. I'm just saying I'm having one. Nah, probably not. But anyway, thanks, thanks for the invite. <laughs> okay, fine. Don't come. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Bless America. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. New polling shows Republicans leading in key races for the Senate and governor's seats. A series of polls this week released after several debates have taken place in key Senate races and contests for governor indicate that Republican candidates are leading in these races. A summary from the website Real Clear Politics shows the GOP ahead in races for Florida Senate and Governor, with Republican Senator Marco Rubio leading Democrat Congresswoman Val Demings 54 to 43. Governor Ron DeSantis leads Democrat Congressman Charlie Crist 55 to 41. Marist shows North Carolina Senate candidate Ted Budd leading Democrat opponent Sherry Beasley 48 to 45. Bernie Bennett reporting. Three men have been convicted of supporting a blunt to kidnap Michigan's governor. It's a victory for state prosecutors. Joe Morrison, Pete Musico, and Paul Ballard. They were all found guilty of providing material support for a terrorist act as members of a paramilitary group. This is SRN News. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women 
who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Hello, this is John Guest. We would like to invite you to a citywide prayer gathering at Christ Church at Grove Farm, Thursday, October the 27th, 6.30 to 8 in the evening, to pray together for the next midterm election, that candidates will be elected who will stand for biblical values and that Christians will get out and vote in what will be a monumentally critical election. This is John Guest. Go for it. As believers, we're to be grateful always in all circumstances. Sometimes, though, we focus too much on what we lack. Well, the book, The Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks, is written to help us adjust our perspective. It's full of practical tips for establishing a routine of gratitude. You'll learn how to appreciate God's goodness, even through disappointment. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise cloudy with a shower in spots until after midnight, low 41. Clouds giving way to sunshine tomorrow. The start of an extended stretch of dry weather will reach a high tomorrow of 55. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 34. It'll be nice Friday with sunshine and areas of high clouds. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities with a high of 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Other than the Super Bowl, it's rare that a television event garners so much conversation the day after. Now, of course, last night was not the Super Bowl, but I'm talking about the John Fetterman-Dr. Oz debate, which was uh, aired here locally at 8 o'clock on WPXI. Everybody's got an opinion. A lot of people watched it. Some people watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people couldn't bear to watch the whole thing. Right. But no matter where you are, Democrat or Republican, I think most people, their heart broke a little bit last night as they watched what was unfolding for John Fetterman. John Fetterman is clearly uh, seriously impaired after a stroke, which is something that so many of us understand. Of course. Uh, We've seen this in our family members, our siblings, our kids, our parents. You know, know, people can have strokes at any age. Uh, It's such a hard process to work your way through um, as the family member. And if you're the person, I don't know. I haven't had one. Um, But a scary time, an uncertain time. A time when I'm sure the person who's had the stroke becomes so self-conscious about so many things. Yeah, that was an act of bravery last night. It I really would say was. That. Yeah, it's, it's, it took a lot of courage right. to get up there and be that guy. Right, it certainly did. Um, I just, ha- first of all, I was so uncomfortable 
and grieving for him the whole time. I mean, I was afraid of of secondhand cringe, which I have in every debate. Well, this was way beyond that. Yeah. This was not cringe. This was just absolute abject, you know, I was crushed for the man. I really was. And I, I got to be honest with you. I am hacked off at his campaign team, at his family. I cannot imagine how you would let that man do that. He's not capable of being in that position. And I just feel like they, his team let him down last night. They let him down by allowing him to say yes to that. Well, I wonder, I mean, that's a great, great point. I, I wonder what the thinking was, especially of, of his wife, who, you know, she knows him obviously intimately as his wife and knew that he wasn't going to perform well. It was as though you threw someone to the dogs yep. and allowed them to just be swallowed whole. Now, I, I will say, I, I do admire Dr. Oz in that he showed great restraint because it was a very dangerous position he found himself in as well. Because if he approved, if he appeared to be aggressive in some way or belittling in some way, goodness gracious, I mean, that would have been, just been horrible. So I guess if there's any good that comes from it, it's a conversation like this where you know people who have had strokes. Mm -hmm. And then what is your response to that as they work their way through this? Now, who knows? I mean, the really interesting thing is that Fetterman's people have said, we know he's going to be in recovery and he will come back whole someday. I don't know how that even works. I don't either. I mean, because, you know, many people who have strokes have strokes never come back whole. And then some people are like Chris Letang, and he's playing professional hockey. Right. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. But here's the thing. We talked about this at the beginning of our 4 o'clock hour. Um, what you have to do as the caregiver is put the, your loved one in the best position to succeed. So whatever their level is of ability, you encourage them to do that thing so that they can perform well, establish confidence, and move on to the next level, right? right? You never put um, a patient or a loved one in a position where you know that they won't be able to function well because it's going to really hurt their self-confidence and maybe retard their recovery. Whoever is in charge of that man absolutely did not put him in the best possible right. light last night, and they never put him. They put him in a position to fail. Now here's the weird uh, thing about un, politics: that's absolutely though. unfair to do. But politically, some people will say, Doctor F- er, John Fetterman won that debate, which uh, you know, hard what? time. People have said that. I've read that today. I've read that. Have you? Have you not he, read that? No. Oh yeah. People, look. I don't know how you politics could is a very strange bedfellow. Think that John Fetterman won that debate. He didn't. He said he was for and against fracking. Right. Well, look, there were many, 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 many missteps from John Fetterman's mouth. Of course, Dr. Oz didn't do himself any favors well, as he well. Was, he he was, blundered tr- tremendously, too. Well, here, he didn't blunder in the same way, but he did not, he was not forthright in talking about the pharmaceuticals that he uh, advertised for when he had his TV show. When someone said, uh, the question was, did you make money off of that? And he, I don't know what his convoluted Science, answer was, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't yes or no, right. which would have been helpful. And he, his answer on abortion is was completely helpful. unhelpful, and it was so uninspiring. I thought, for crying out loud, either, like, do you have a position on this issue? And if you do, just say it. Well, that was a problem for both Democrat and Republican, for both Dr. Oz and John Fetterman. No one answered a question, did they? Well, Fetterman at least said... 
when he was talking about abortion, he said, I've, I mean, he didn't, believe me, he did not express it well, because when he was talking about Roe versus Wade, it sounded like he did not know what he was talking about. No, he just repeat Ro- he Roe did. versus Wade about he, five times. He did. But at least he said, that's my position. I don't know. Oz well, was what talking. Even... I mean, Oz was basically talking about how we can't have, you know, a, a federal bureaucrat deciding abortion policy, which I totally agree, but that wasn't the question they asked right. him. They asked him, are you for or against abortion? Say it. Just tell the truth here. Right. What are your thoughts here? But he performed, he outperformed John Fetterman dramatically. <sighs> it's just, the. it, what a it was a wreck. horrible, horrible look. I mean, you know, we're used to Fetterman low campaign. bars in, in, in debates, are we not? I mean, especially now when you get people who are not of the political class, and that's a whole other story, who are debating, the bar is lower because they're not professional orators. However, know, Dr. Oz that. was a TV personality. Right. He's used to being in front of the camera. Yeah, but a TV personality is he's not having somebody poke at him and say, oh, why do you say that? Or you, know, you, you can't really believe that. I mean, he's got people on there who agree with him. Sure. It's all or there's a teleprompter. It's feel good. It's whatever. It's him talking to the camera. It's not arguing with anybody. So it's a whole different thing. Right. What but John wreck. Fetterman also looked terrible. Yeah. I don't know how. Uh, seriously, I I wondered halfway through, is his campaign sabotaging him? No. Oh, I don't believe. I'm no, not. No, I'm, no, no, I don't. Oh, think, I don't believe by that for a second. Nope. I I'm not. What? I'm not no, certain no, about that. How do you let they him? They love him. And they let him look like that when he walks out there? You know, he may have his, had something to do with that. His shirt wasn't buttoned. That jo- his to- oh. He just, he's maybe one of those people, obviously, you know, from the regular everyday look, who doesn't really, is not invested in his appearance, obviously. Okay. So by putting well, on a, a suit. You know what it's like? It was like him showing up in shorts on the day when the president was here. Now, look, the bridge fell. It was a big day. Sure. I get, we You're got the door quickly. We got a lot of mileage out of it, talking about it for months and months after People after loved him that. for that. Right. So- but you have to do one or the other. Right. You can't, you know, pull a middle ground, go into a professional atmosphere and look like that. Well, I think there's a tiny, tiny fraction of people who are still shockingly so undecided. Did that sway people last night one way or another? Most people love Fetterman. If you voted for Fetterman, he's going to be your guy. Okay. Same yeah. with Dr. Oz. I, you love Dr. Oz. I don't know whatever. if it changed anybody's opinion. I'm not sure it did either. But if you were undecided, I just could not in good conscience vote for him. I, I don't I don't think it's the best thing for John Fetterman to be in this race or to be a senator at this point. I think he needs to focus on his recovery. And we all support that. We want him to sure, of come back to full flourishing. But I don't think this thing he's involved in right now is helping him in that way. Okay, we're going to step away. The doctor is in. Psychiatrist Dr. Kurt Thompson will be with us. We're going to talk about, oddly enough, perseverance. That's next. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. I was sitting there and I seen the ultrasound and I just seen the baby. And at that moment, I wanted to keep the baby. She said, they go to heartbeat. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. 
Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixings. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Trish heard one of our radio ads recently and gave us a yell. Ryan, she said, I keep hearing that mortgage interest rates are annoyingly up, but I'll keep it real. I'm struggling with bills. I haven't taken a vacation in years, and my back patio looks like Godzilla visited. And then I keep hearing how much home values have gone up. Would it be wrong to pull that new cash out of my home to use for this stuff? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, rates are annoyingly up. And so for some, it could be wrong to do a cash out refinance. But for others, the recent home value rush is still a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Trish eliminated her credit card debt, turned the backyard into an oasis, and kept some money back for a vacation and rainy days. And her plan is, when these annoying rates settle back down, she'll refinance then to lower the rate. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%. And they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat. One of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Kath, do you think uh, you are a person of perseverance? Huh. Do you persevere? <laughs> uh, I've learned to. To persevere. Because, well, of, yeah. because of life. I don't think I probably started out that way even a little. Right. What is the difference, I wonder, between tenacity and perseverance uh, are they, they sound similar to me they do sound similar but i believe there is a distinct difference between right. the two uh, dr kurt thompson is with us again he's a regular guest on our show dr thomas's uh, latest book is called the soul of desire discovering the neuroscience of longing beauty and community but here today to talk to us about the aforementioned perseverance kurt welcome back to the show john and kathy it's great to be with you always thanks a pleasure so for having me yeah thanks is perseverance and tenacity the same thing kurt well, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, we, as, as my daughter, Rachel, when she was in seminary, uh, educated me about, she said, you know, dad, uh, words don't have definition. They have usage, mm-hmm. which means we use words in certain ways. And when we talk about perseverance, some people might uh, think of um, this, this sense of I'm going to have longstanding willingness to stay at something that I want to see something through over the long period of time. Sometimes people use the word tenacious as uh, referring not just to the perseverance, like the endurance or the length of time that I'm working through something, but the intensity with which I'm working at something. Um, And so they may, uh, they have, they probably have some things about them that they share in common. 
uh, I think the thing that uh, strikes me about perseverance mostly is that uh, we are living in a time in which in many respects perseverance has continued to be whether we know it or not kind of pushed to the background pushed to the backstage of what it means for us to have what we want to have if we want to have the good life we are being trained to want it and to be able to expect to have it quickly and to be able to have it uh, in large amounts. Yes. Um, everything about our current social moment, everything from the way we communicate with each other via social media, via the internet, everything about the way things uh, are, the ways we are primed to expect things to happen for us. I, I tell people now my I may have said this here before, this notion that my orders from Amazon arrive now before I even make them. They're <laughs> right. happening so quickly. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I, I'm being trained not to have to persevere, not least of which uh, in the face of things that are really, really increasingly difficult. And so we look around. It's been, you know, we're now at two and a half years. Uh, coming up on three years for the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that we recognize is that when we become more anxious and the more desperate we are, the less able we are to persevere. The more anxious we become, the more desperate we become. The more desperate we become, the more we long to have things change quickly. Mm -hmm. And yet when we look at uh, the brain, itself, one of the things that we recognize is that sustainable change in the brain happens at a pace of about two millimeters per day. Hmm. That's not very fast. And, and, you know, like the Amazon trucks move much more quickly than two millimeters per day. If that's how long it was going to take for me to get my packages, uh, I'd want to find another delivery service because we have been trained to expect things to happen and not least my packages are being delivered. But I also want my own life to be different quickly. I want to become more patient, but I want to become more patient yesterday. I want, yes, of course, I want to be kinder in my kitchen, but I don't know that I should have to work that long to get to a place of being a person of great kindness. Right. We are reminded, though, that the brain can't be forced to move at a pace that it just can't keep up with. And so... One of the encouraging things uh, when, we, when we talk about uh, fruitfulness, when we talk about what, what do we want our lives to be about, how do we want our lives to matter, uh, you, you both of you are probably familiar with this notion that when you look at the history of olive trees, uh, olive trees will take at least up to eight years once they're planted before they can bear fruit. Mm. Uh, that's a long time for the olive gardener to be caring for a tree before it bears its first olive. And when it does, it may only bear one or two olives. But there are olive trees right now in Palestine that are over 2,000 years old wow. and are still bearing fruit because someone has perseveringly been willing to tend those trees over a long period of time. When we read the biblical narrative, the arc of the biblical narrative, we get the picture, we get the sense that God seems to be more than willing to take his time in getting his work done, to take his time in inviting and ushering his kingdom in. We live at a time in which we want political things to happen so that 
the, you know, the, the political kingdom that we want to happen immediately. We want it to happen quickly right. because we are so anxious about the way things are. And yet Jesus appears to be unwilling to have other people set the pace for him. <laughs> he appears yeah. to be more than happy to just live in the space where he is and perseveringly live with these 12 dudes and some women putting up with all the stuff that he's got to put up with with them, recognizing that it's going to take a long time for his kingdom to come in its fullness. Right. Too bad he this just is... didn't, um, Kurt, just hit the refresh button. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or why didn't he have Instagram? Mm. Why didn't he have all the things that he could use to create change quickly? But this is not what the God of the universe is about. One of the reasons why we talk so much about the role that uh, community plays is that when we have to do hard things, we like to say that the brain can persevere. The brain can do a lot of hard things for a long period of time, as long as it doesn't have to do it by itself. <laughs> and so my capacity to continue to persevere in the middle of my cancer, to persevere in the middle of my son who uh, is addicted to meth, uh, in the middle of my marriage that's in really a difficult space, in the middle of my work that is tenuous, in the middle of all the things that I'm finding to be painful and difficult and the burden under which I suffer, it's really crucially important that we recognize that I'm not expected, the, the biblical narrative does not expect me, Kurt, personally, to suffer by myself. The biblical narrative is expecting that if I'm going to suffer, I'm going to do so in the context of a community that will enable that very suffering to change the nature of, of who I am. But it can't do that if as soon as things seem like they're taking longer than I want them to, I opt out of this practice of perseverance. Right. That's a really an, an excellent point. What I love what you're saying here, Kurt, is the idea that we cannot do this alone, right? I mean, I, I, you probably saw this, uh, one of the school shootings of one of the myriad yeah. school shootings. A young man, 19, came out the other day and said, I'm sort of the prototype of the school shooter because I am alone. There right. is no one with me in my life. And that's right. the malady of the modern age. Right. And, you know, we we are all practicing becoming increasingly isolated. We're practicing this. It's not just happening to us. It's not by accident. We may not know that we're doing this, but we are certainly doing it, though perhaps not consciously. We are certainly doing it intentionally. We're mm -hmm. certainly doing it willfully. And not least of which, we are separating ourselves from those people, you know, that we would define as being different than us, as opposed to being curious about who are the people that I think in my world are different from me. I'm going to like actually have lunch with them. I'm going to have dinner with them. I'm not just going to, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to like write something about them on Facebook. I'm actually going to interact with them. This whole notion of uh, becoming peacemakers, right? Blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called the sons of God. If we want to be called the sons and daughters of God, then peacemaking is something that we have to be about. And peacemaking begins not just with, with others with whom we have enmity. It begins with the parts of myself that I'm still at war with or that I believe God is at war with. And I have plenty of parts that I, you know, plenty of the parts of me that are, you know, that still believe that God isn't happy with this part or with that part. And so I try to keep it out of my Conscious aware. I keep keep it out of the room so that nobody else sees it. 
And then I don't have to perseveringly work to allow it to be loved, work mm -hmm. to allow it then to be a source of me loving other people because I now have more energy to do that because I'm not burning that energy, keeping this part of me hidden. And so this practice of perseverance becomes kind of the building block, our willingness to do this work together in the presence of others and in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit uh, allows us to do this other thing. And that is this, that we, we've talked about this a little bit before, that all beauty that is enduring and durable, the most durable artifacts of beauty in the world take the longest time to create, take the longest time to make. Um, snowflakes are beautiful but they hit the ground and they're gone. Grand Canyon takes a long time. Takes a very long time. Relationships, suffering, it takes a long time to walk through this. And perseverance in the context of community is how we get that done. Dr. Kirk Thompson is with us. He's a psychiatrist in private practice, Falls Church, Virginia. You can check out his new book called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. That's actually not his newest book, right? Um, we can talk about that more later, though, because, Kurt, I want to ask you this while it's still at the forefront of my mind. Um, we've been talking over the last couple of days about therapy in general, and this is just getting off a little bit with what you're saying, but I'm taking the meta perspective. What do you say to therapists who don't want to talk about faith in that therapy environment um, or people who are walking in as a patient and don't want to bring that into the uh, into the right that that therapy relationship? Yeah. Well, I think one of the first things that we like to do in our practice here is we, we, we are making the assumption that uh, faith is coming into the room. The question is, how explicit are people willing to be about naming it? It's kind of like uh, your family comes into the room as well. Your parents yeah, come into the room. Your siblings it. come into the room. But we have plenty of people who don't want to talk about their parents because they're so angry with them. We have people who think, well, I don't want to talk about faith because that has, God has nothing to do with this. To which we would, uh, we would say, like, look, you don't have to talk about the God that you don't think you want to talk about. Let's talk about the God coming into the room. Let's talk about mm. that part of your life that you are placing your ultimate faith in because everybody does. Everybody is telling a story. As we like to say, everybody has an eschatology. Now, that, that, you don't run into that mm -hmm. word in most psychotherapeutic settings, the word eschatology. But the biblical notion of eschatology is that we all have a sense of the end times. We all have a sense of how it's going to end for me, mm -hmm. how it's going to end for all of us, even if we're not thinking about it. We, we are living with a sense of how it's going to end. And that sense of how it's going to end is always driving what I'm doing right here in this moment. And that sense of how it's going to end in the end is really what I'm putting my faith in. The question is, are we actually able to curiously help people tease that out and name that up front so they've actually become aware of things that they're thinking about, talking about, believing that they don't know that they actually are? And a lot of what we say that, you know, the, the thing, everything that happens in a psychotherapy room is the same thing that happens outside of the grocery store or in your kitchen or your bedroom or the boardroom. The difference is that in the psychotherapy room, we are actually making everything explicit. We are saying these are the things that are actually happening. These oh, you're, are things are yeah, happening you're, you're, your you're naming them. That's right. That's exactly what we're doing. And as we name these things, we can then tame the things that have been ruptured. We can tame the things that have been tormenting and traumatic and wounding that we haven't ever addressed. But just like Adam and Eve, 
we spend most of our life working very hard to hide from each other and from God. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time for us to create a different posture so that we aren't having to do that. Man, that is so that was very well said. That's mm-hmm. Kurt Thompson. His latest book is The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. But you also really should check out The Soul of Shame mm-hmm. because it's also it's just been really formative in a bunch of ways for me. Kurt, uh, we really appreciate you, and we want to thank mm-hmm. you again for being here. Good stuff. Thank you both so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Always our pleasure. Plus, we love your artwork. Thanks. (laughs) Take a quick break. Come back. It's our daily feature. Does this make sense? That's straight ahead. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM, WORD. John Fetterman is too extreme for Pennsylvania. This is Matt Schlapp, chairman of CPAC Action Pack. By supporting 87,000 new IRS agents, trillions in new government spending, and stimulus checks for criminals and illegals, Democrats put loyalty to Biden, Pelosi, and Sanders above the needs of your family. Democrats are wrong on the border. They repeatedly oppose closing the border, leading to more human trafficking, drug smuggling, and violent crime. Democrats are also extremists on abortion, supporting unregulated abortion, even in the last trimester, funded by taxpayers. Let's send Washington, D.C. socialists a message. John Fetterman... He's wrong for Pennsylvania. Paid for by CPAC Action Pack. Not affiliated with any candidate or candidate committee. www.cpacactionpack.com Do you know how much you're really paying for life insurance through work? I can almost guarantee you're overpaying for limited coverage. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent for over 20 years. My clients are shocked to learn how expensive life insurance at work really is because of a rate that's driven up by unhealthy people. Why pay more when you don't have to? For over 35 years, SelectQuote has helped people save 50% or more by shopping highly rated insurance carriers. I found a 40-year-old man with high blood pressure, a $500,000 policy for only $18 a month. Don't procrastinate. Workplace open enrollment will be here soon. Let SelectQuote save you money and get you the coverage you need to protect your family. For your free quote in just minutes, call 1-800-865-2266. That's 1-800-865-2266. 1-800-865-2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policy and carrier ratings at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Price could vary by health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. I've been driving trucks for a long time. Safety is my number one priority. I know that my truck has huge blind spots. That's why I remember to check my mirrors often for smaller vehicles. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're behind the wheel, try to avoid lingering in those blind spots. It can be dangerous. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. 
It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise cloudy with a shower in spots until after midnight, low 41. Clouds giving way to sunshine tomorrow. The start of an extended stretch of dry weather will reach a high tomorrow with 55. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 34. It'll be nice Friday with sunshine and areas of high clouds. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities with a high of 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Sense. Does what make sense? An expensive vacuum. Huh. Well, I, that's a difficult question because you don't want to buy a cheapy vacuum that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But I'm not spending a, a grand on a vacuum cleaner. A lot of people do. My advice would be to go to wire cutter or you know, consumer reports or something like that, because you can buy immediately priced vacuum that I'm sure does it an excellent job. Um, you see those vacuums that are very stylish with the ball roller and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, look at that. Right. And if it's a Dyson, it costs you right. know eight hundred dollars. No, so for my pocketbook, it doesn't. It makes no sense at all. Do you think it makes sense? No, I don't. Oh, okay. My vacuum costs forty nine ninety nine. Whoa! Now hold on. See now that's. Is there a problem? I think there's. A, does it work? Yes. Why don't you just use a broom? Because. I don't, I'm not sure about that cat. No, the va- I've had it. Plus you've got I mean, cats. I bet it's been five years. It picks up cat hair. Mm-hmm. I have three of them. Oh. Three different floors. Oh, oh, well, lottie duh. Uh huh. Oh, on each, so you're not dragging it up and down the right? floors. Really, and it works well. Yes, it does. See, I would. You don't trust my vacuum. I'd. I'm a little dubious about the claim. So when you walk into my house, the first thing you're going to think is, this could be cleaner. I'm invited for dinner here in a little bit. You are. That's right. It's coming up. I'm going to tell the group. Are you? Keep an Don't eye out. Don't tell the group. I'm just going to Don't say, tell the group. Keep an eye out for the pet hair. All right. You're saying it makes sense. No, an expensive vacuum does not make sense. Okay. Right. An inexpensive vacuum. $49. <laughs> I don't know what you're about that. All right. Does this make sense? Hmm. The Impossible Burger. Oh. Plant-based burgers. Listen. Listen. These are big in our house. Why? Someone I love likes them. Really? I know they you're... are disgusting. Are they really? They're impossibly bad. They are not good. Okay. Now, Mm-mm. okay. So the question is, does that make sense? Does that make sense? I want that to make sense. Yeah. But that does not mean that I think it does make sense. Mm-hmm. There's a gap there. Yeah. There's a gap there. I only had one one time. Mm-hmm. And I had a bite of one. It was at my friend's house, and I, she went into it saying, "Hey, wait till you see how good this is." <laughs> yeah. So when someone has that as the intro, oh, you I'm can't, going for it. You you have to say, "Uh huh." No, 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 no. Oh, I yeah, said to my do. wife, "That's horrible." Well, that's your wife. Yeah. She's used to that. This is my friend. She's like, look how great this is. So I had to say yes. Listen, I didn't finish it. There was a lot of other. It was a party. I didn't Mm. go into the whole thing. That's my only shot. But I gotta say, that doesn't make sense. And the only thing that works with an Impossible Burger is extra pickles, just to bury that thing. One hundred one point five Word FM, W O R D. It's easy to let our worries envelop us. There's so much to worry about. But this week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out, worry is not a burden God expects us to bear. We'll learn to replace worry and fear with faith and contentment. It's a series called Worldview, 
This week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie. Weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1054. 800-987-1054. That's 800-987-1054. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments, and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called, and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. How are you at making friends at this stage in your life? Let me let me hear from your perspective, and let me tell you what I think about it. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm happy. I love to make friends at this stage in my life, but I don't have a lot of time right now. So I have more time than I did when my kids were little. But that seems uh, I I know, but I. Something about this job we have seems to take up a lot of my does, time. Right, but I see you as being very intentional. I do uh, in try to be intentional. I am. I, mean, I do try that, to do that, but I still have a heart. I feel like I should be doing a better job than I currently am doing. How many friends do you need? Well, I don't. I mean, know there, how many right there's that question, right? Right. I mean, some people go, "I I got enough friends." Well, it's not even that you're like, "I need another friend." It's like you know, if there's someone in your orbit who needs help, then you want to be. The person who's part of that process, but they become friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. throughout that, or maybe they're friends beforehand. Well, I think it's hard to make friends. Do you? Yeah, I think you're very intentional about friends. You so, are, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm surprised you think that that's difficult. Well, it takes you seem a long. Very good at that. T- 
I think it takes a long time to create a, a good friendship, right? Yes, I think you're right about that. But I feel like you've been, ex- out of all the people I know, a- extremely consistent in that. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. I, look I don't look know. at this. It's like <laughs> so many, there's so many compliments floating around. I don't recognize what's happening on the right home. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. Lisa Anderson's with us. She's director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She hosts the Boundless Show. It's a weekly podcast and radio show. At least I don't know about you, but uh, do compliments fly around the podcast like <laughs> they fly around here? I was going to say, I'm like, why are we even talking about this topic? It sounds like you two are just excellent friends and we all need to learn from you. I know. Uh, we're insufferable is what we are <laughs> it's like the the back padding is just uh, overwhelming i don't know from, from okay but that, that, that's, that's kind of interesting though because i look at john and i think wow he's really good at that and he looks at himself yeah. and not that good yeah no that's interesting that you say that and it, really you guys already use the term intentional which is something i always say to people because I think, first of all, we have to define, like, what is a friend? I mean, again, people may define that differently as, like, okay, are we talking about someone that you hit up at church and you say hi as you're walking through the lobby? (laughs) Right. Or is this, like, someone, you know, you're always liking their stuff on Facebook? (laughs) I mean, there definitely you have to lay some ground rules here Mm -hmm. of what we're talking about friends. And I know, you know, at Boundless, uh, one of the one of the most off questions that I get is or most often asked is how do I make friends? How do I keep friends? And specifically, how do I go deeper in friendship? Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of us are overwhelmed by these acquaintances or the whole, you know, who hasn't been part of the, oh, we should totally do coffee sometime. Yeah, hit me up. Let's do lunch. Let's do. And then nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what does that look like? And then to have the real friend, kind of like Kathy, that you were talking about, who's with you in thick and thin, that's where I think the numbers fall off precipitously. Right. So, Lisa, if those number, I'm just thinking about the different stages of life and how that can really impact your ability to be a friend and receive friendship. Last time you were on the show, I think it was when John was on vacation and you and I were talking about being a caregiver and you were telling the story about caring for your mom and her living with you and what that experience was like. So I'm just guessing that you are a different person friendship wise now than those days when you were the number one caregiver for your mom. Yeah. I mean, and again, though, I think we have to look at that is because of cultivating friendships over time that when push came to shove, those friends showed up. I mean, this is not, you know, the last thing you want to do is be like, you know, blow people off consistently and then, oh, I'm in a crisis. I better gather me some friends Mm. and kind of put this on acceleration mode. Um, That just won't happen. And that's why the hard work has to be done in the day in and day out Mm -hmm. to really get into people's lives and be that person who's going to show up and be willing to be vulnerable and be willing to love others right where they are too. And I think, you know, again, we're, we're talking about kind of down, you know, downstream a little bit. I think first and foremost, we have to realize that first of all, you know, in, in the intentional space, we've got to start creating margin in our lives to even do this. So, you know, this may mean binging a few less TV shows a week. It may mean if you're a parent, your kids, 
you know, can be in like maybe one sport instead of three. Um, you know, we're all mm-hmm. we're all just so crazy that no one has time to have real relationships. And so creating that margin is is important. And then secondly, what does it look like to be that person who's going to be an inviter? So everyone sits around and says, well, I don't know. People don't approach me and they don't want to be my friend and no one invites me to anything. Well, you might have to be that person that steps out first. And that means inviting people into your home, you know, maybe a Friday night for dinner, neighbors or or people from church. Maybe it's inviting people into your small group. Maybe it's inviting people into an activity that you're going to plan. And that's how, you know, people create the space to actually form friendships and kind of move the ball down the field a little bit. And in doing that, you also have to be, you know, don't just be surfacey. Come up with, you know, you have to be willing to ask questions of people and dig into their story a little bit and then see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. So hospitality, I think, is what you're saying, whether it's, you know, you're inviting people into your house or just being making a, a, yourself available to allow the deeper friendships to sort of grow at first. Yeah, and I think this is where people can get frustrated because there are some people that are like, well, I had these people over twice and we're still not like super besties. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, right. you got to give it some time. You can't force it. You can't be... But at the same time, you don't want to say, well, I've known these people for 12 years and we're still at the same level. And this is where, you know, I will share, too, that one one of the biggest hurdles you have to get over and a true test of friendship is um, getting over that conflict hurdle. So when you start getting real in friendship, both being vulnerable, sharing real stuff, being honest, uh, iron sharpening iron kind of stuff, you're going to hit up some conflict. And yeah, my pastor always says, even in a church context, if you get along with everyone in your church, you're not involved in your church. Okay. So (laughs) you need to be ready for people to not like you, to have bad information about you, to be up in your business. And once you do that and learn how to do conflict well, learn how to give and receive feedback and be the person who's going to repent and forgive and say, yeah, I didn't show up for you here. I was a bad friend. I bad, I gossiped about you, whatever. If that friendship, if that relationship can, can get past that, then you're making a true friend and you need to dig in and invest in that one. Yeah, that's really good. And, and I believe that's why the church in many ways is the perfect incubator for developing true friendships. I mean, uh, I don't know what people do. Uh, you know, you have work friendships, of course, or longstanding childhood friendships. But the church, I mean... It, like you're saying, Lisa, I mean, you're there if you're rubbing elbows together on a weekly basis, you know, sometimes several times a week, the true sense, uh, true self eventually will come forth. Yeah, I mean, and in the church context, it's like everyone should be on the same mission. Like no one should be in your church, plugged into your church and say, well, the one thing I don't want is real relationship. I mean, hello, let's all start reading the Bible and realize that that is how true life is done. And, and through that, we actually uh, enter into the character of, of Christ himself. So, you know, but we have to realize also, I mean, a caveat to this is that you might reach out to someone and be rebuffed, or you may try a friendship and it doesn't work out. It's okay to be rejected in friendship because not everyone can be your friend and not everyone can be your friend at the same level. So you have to be okay with kind of the the give and take, the push and pull, something may not work out. I mean, 
hello, Jesus had his 500 fans that followed him everywhere, but then he had the 12, and that was his tribe. Those were his guys. But even in that, he had the three, and even in that, he had God the Father himself that was his one. And so different levels, be okay with different levels, and be okay with people falling off or being friends for seasons. That's Lisa Anderson. Lisa, tell us about The Boundless Show. Yeah, so The Boundless Show, obviously, we are creating a space uh, community for specifically younger adults. So a lot of them being single, maybe some of them engaged or young married, to kind of live uh, and grow into adulthood, really with a biblical worldview, and do that in the context of community and talk about everything from faith to finances to dating. And so it's kind of our spot where people can be real in that context and, uh, and see what God does in their lives. That's good. Lisa, you do excellent work. Yeah, you sure really. do. Really, we're so grateful oh, that you're with so us. Much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Our pleasure. That's Lisa Anderson, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. Check out the Boundless show. She's excellent. She sure is excellent. Really glad to hear her. Coming up next, why Americans are concealing their true political beliefs. You're talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Uncle Ryan, the news. We need a watchdog. A panic room. Because mortgage rates have gotten higher? But the news, Uncle Ryan. It's like the British are coming. Or worse, a birthday catastrophe. I'm sorry. Can't say that word, catastrophe. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, we're going heavy on the jokes to make a point. Mortgage rates are up. And no, it's not optimal for anyone. But there is another reality. Life does go on. Maybe you're ready for your first home, your dream home. Or maybe it's time to downsize. Life goes on. Rates have been higher in the past, and good people still need new homes. The point we want to make is... If you buy a new home this year, and you don't use our direct lender advantage, which can often save you monthly and lifelong money, along with us paying $1,000 of your closing costs, you'd be crazier than a watchdog in a panic room. See what we did there? We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. And I'm trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Perkel and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at liveaudio.com. Want to save big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices 
prices? Listen, big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use the code radio. Offer in soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. This should be of no surprise, but it's still sobering that many people, many Americans, are concealing their true political beliefs. Uh, there is an organization called Populist Insight. And they have released a report that suggests that American popular culture and the desire to fit into it Mm -hmm. makes the American people look far more politically extreme than they really are. The study uses a methodology to measure agreement with statements that people might feel social pressure to reject, even in private online surveys. Millennials who have spearheaded the progressive left in the last decade, but have recently transitioned from youthful activism to the responsibilities of parenthood, are privately much more conservative when it comes to education issues. Three quarters privately believe that parents should have more influence on on school curriculum and uh, have significantly more private doubts about racism and gender ideology being taught in schools. Additionally, the youngest voters, those under 30, are privately rejecting ideals that are frequently associated with their generation. Just one in four privately believe that CEOs should take public stances on social Mm -hmm. issues. What's more, privately, the belief that racism is built into America drops from 65% to 40%. The way voters, including this younger set, privately shy away from the most progressive beliefs may be part of the reason that President Biden's net approval rating fell 7% during the week in which he announced a wealth redistribution student loan forgiveness plan. And it also might be the reason why uh, polls don't work (laughs) like they used to. People can't be honest. People cannot be honest. And do you blame people for being honest? If you bring, if if someone who is conservative on whatever issue it is, if they bring that up in a public sphere, whether it's online, it, you know, if it's on social media, God help them, uh, or you know, in a family gathering or at work or whatever, it's you feel like people are going to pounce on right. you right away or back. label you that you know that you're an extremist or extreme or you are uh, hater. Hater, transphobe, exactly. Homophobe, Thank you. Racist, Thank you. All those things. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. surprises me because you love a telephone survey. I wish people would call me with a survey more often. But now you're a saying telephone survey, not a text survey about right. my last doctor's appointment. But a telephone survey. Why would you be uh, reticent to tell the truth? They're a total stranger. You're not even looking them in yeah. the eye, right? It's just something on the phone. I think it's probably just an you don't even realize how reluctant you are to do it really until you haven't done it. I mean, you look at rage in America. I think people are like, be happy to share my two cents with you. That's that's a good point. All I know is that for the last, well, two election cycles I can think of, the uh, polling has been way off from what actually happened. (laughs) We know that Donald Trump had no chance to win as president in 2016. And there he was winning in 2016. So that was the first time people thought, I mean, Polling in Pennsylvania, as I remember, had Hillary Clinton up eight points Mm -hmm. before that, even the week before that election, and he ended up winning the state. So, you know, things have gotten progressively worse, I'm sure. People covering their tracks as far as their true beliefs. Yeah. 
Yeah, there uh, there is a lot of societal pressure to have certain viewpoints mm-hmm. on, particularly on sexuality, on the transgender thing, on race. Mm-hmm. Um, What's going to happen over Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, it's coming up here in a month or so, right? Are you doing Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. We're going to my sister's house. God bless you? you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's always, always happy to see everybody, but you're always- Are you nervous a- about that? Uh, no, no. No. That's your family. You're I mean, here I am, right? It's kind of hard to hide. No. Uh, but it does come up, right? It should come up because I think it's just part of- Well, who, you sit it, around and, you know, kibbutz. Right. Blah, 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 it's blah, blah, not, blah. what I think is wrong is not the fact that political things come up. It's how poorly we handle them. Because if you, we could just, you know, figure out how to hear different people and realize that you're different and ask questions and not be all judgy about it, I think that would be a serious improvement. We do live in judgy times, do we not? Are you upset to hear that Skittles and Reese's are uh, more expensive this year for Halloween than they have been in the past? I despise Skittles. Okay. Never will one pass through my lips. All right. Mm-hmm. You feel that? You feel, Reese's? Yeah. I dig a Reese's. Okay. Because Reese's is like the big guy in the block. They can charge whatever they want to charge, and people are still going to eat them and buy them, right? I've had my Phil Kessel bobblehead sitting here on the mm. table for the entirety of today's broadcast. Phil, Phil, Phil Kessel, 990 consecutive games, a streak yep. that started in 2009. He's the man. Also, 400th career goal. I salute him. I wish he was still a pen. Yeah, me too. Don't you? Isn't that sad for you? Have a great night. Look how dark it is. Stay dry. We'll see you tomorrow. Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.